You're listening to the Video Marketing Podcast, helping you go a little more viral every day. Here's your host, Matt Johnston. Hey, thanks for joining me today on the Video Marketing Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here as always. Before I get into my fascinating interview with Laura Chanamea about how to optimize your email marketing with Klaviyo, wanted to just briefly mention that this podcast and all other podcasts brought to you by Guide Social. Guide Social, my agency, we have so many Shark Tank clients and other innovative e-commerce clients that we help grow their business through advertising, email, unlimited creative, unlimited email optimization, as well as Shopify and WooCommerce optimization. If you want to learn more, check us out at guidesocialglobal.com. Now on to my interview with Laura Chanamea. Thank you so much for being here, everybody. I'm here with Laura Chanamea. We're going to talk about email today. And I just think that email, um, it, it, it's weird. I feel like email gets a weird sort of uh, image in the public's eye every other year. <laughs> I think every other year, everybody's talking about how email's dead because open rates are only 20% and you should be texting instead where it's or on Messenger where it's a 90% open rate. But somehow everybody, like all these other platforms seem to die while <laughs> secretly underneath email seems to be making everybody money all the time, which is something that I've come into contact recently. And we, we recently, um, as I started bringing on clients and talking to folks that had, had, had email and they were just making so much money off of email, um, and, uh, come to learn that any healthy e-commerce business should be bringing in at least 30% of their revenue off of email just started to make me think how many people are not leveraging this. So I reached out to my network and Laura Chanamea is a Clavio expert. Clavio is, um, to my, and I've tried them all, to my mind, the best e-commerce software, largely because it's the best email e-commerce software, largely because it's so in bed with Shopify <laughs> and the other and the other platforms. Um, and I'm, I'm just happy to have Lauren here to sort of walk us through from scratch what you need to have in place and how it works. Thank you, Laura, for joining me. Thank you for having me here. It's nice to catch up. And uh, finally... So, well, I think that the secret here for email marketing is that it's owned marketing, unlike anything uh, else that, you know, you have on, um, you know, Facebook or Google, you own your assets. And in, in an industry where everything is changing so fast, uh, you, you want to have um, a, a direct connection with your customers, right? So um, with everything that is happening with iOS 14, for example, uh, Clavio uses uh, first party cookies. So, and last click attribution model. So that's where the strength is. And I've heard so many times every year, oh, email is dead and you know, it's not gonna work out. Um, it, people don't read email anymore. They're on social media. In reality, um, it is just more important than ever. And we're seeing it um, early this year. So, you know, it's it's more about a secret um, how to develop mobile engagement. When you say email, you don't say just email. Nowadays, you say SMS marketing, right? Um, you have um, it, it's just a, a a way to integrate your marketing on a higher level. Right. And uh, because, uh, you know, listen, every um, e-commerce um, business to grow, they need Facebook, they need, you know, uh, Google, they need a multi-platform approach. They can't just grow on one uh, on one platform. So I think that, um, you know, the most important 
kind of the most common mistake that I see in email marketing when I, you know, when we audit um, all these different um, uh, e-commerce uh, stores and we see that they send emails to all their subscribers. It's nuts. Uh, this is a kind of a fast track to um, uh, decrease your deliverability, right? Deliverability in email marketing is kind of like the dirty, boring word that nobody wants to hear. Um, everybody focuses on design and copy, which is absolutely important. But then you need to make sure that your emails get into the mailbox, right? Um, so I think the most important thing and the one first step that any e-commerce uh, business needs to uh, put in place is have a clear uh, segmentation and uh, what we call the, the foundational segments, right? And um, think about, uh, you know, when you acquire customers um, and you acquire new subscribers, uh, a foundational segment, we usually have seven. So we have the very engaged, um, the engaged, the inactive, the unengaged, the subscribers, the customers, and the VIP customers. So, um, and you only, uh, for the most part, you really um, email the engaged segment, right? Uh, or, you know, at times your customers and your VIP customers, but really the engaged segment as a kind of a broader definition within Klaviyo is everyone that um, opened um, your email in the last 120 days. So it's pretty broad. It's not really engaged if you think about it, but it's just a uh, kind of measure um, to make sure that you don't bother people, you don't reach people that are not going to open your email anyway, right? Um, so what you want to stay away from, and that's absolutely um, important not to be flagged, right? You want to um, make sure that you send only to engage, that you don't send to non-openers. And now I'm really going straight to what the, um, the most common mistakes are because it does affect everything else. You can create the prettiest email ever. If you don't put the steps into place, you just don't have a successful email marketing strategy. Mm -hmm. um, you have to um, clean your list. Um, you know, you can't just dump a bunch of um, uh, uh, emails in there and just forget about them. It's, it needs to be something that is done regularly. And it's very uh, simple um, based on ex exactly the, the segments, right? And you have to constantly re-engage. Uh, you know, Facebook, for example, is a uh, demand generator. Uh, Google is um, kind of a, a demand capture. Email is really a conversational and relationship management uh, tool that helps you connect uh, to a, you know, in a deeper level to your audience. It helps you tell a story and really it helps create a brand and develop a brand over a longer uh, period of time. How many, you know, Matt, how many uh, brands have you seen um, trying kind of to get rich quickly uh, on, on Facebook, selling really products rather than building a brand over time, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. A lot of this is for one-off emails because obviously a lot of the ways that people, that people run it is through flows. And, and I'd love to hear some of your thoughts a little later um, about how to how to capitalize off of one-off one-off email campaigns because because some people just survive on flows 
So why don't we just start with the foundations and the bedrock? Um, when I say flows, I mean that there are uh, there are certain sequences of emails that every e-commerce store needs to have in place to be successful from the get-go because it takes people through the customer journey. Um, so which flows are these in your opinion? The transactional flows, uh, the most important flows that any e-commerce should have, right? Uh, since the very beginning, it doesn't matter if you have you know, a few subscribers, if you have 10,000, you need to have these flows. Uh, first of all, the welcome series. The welcome flow is the new subscriber, right? Um, when you when people subscribe to your newsletter, um, usually uh, it's connected to a pop-up. So um, people go on your website, um, you um, provide an incentives, uh, an incentive that doesn't have to be a discount, but any kind of incentive. Um, and, and we'll go into that later. Um, and uh, you get, um, that's your welcome series is one of the most important ones because it's not just a transactional flow it's also a brand builder and it's the first kind of way where you shake hands with your subscriber um then and just tell us a little bit and just tell mm -hmm. us a little bit more about it because i know that my audience really loves to uh, oh, know yeah. the tactics and the step-by-step -step. so so how many emails do you like in a welcome series over what period of time because it varies widely from brand to brand and i know that clavio has some basic recommendations but that may not be exactly what you should be doing what do you usually install in for a welcome series Right. Um, I have to say that the Clavio for an e-commerce um, owner, for example, that is setting up um, uh, all these flows on, on its own, I think that Clavio has very good resources. So uh, just getting started, if you don't know anything about email marketing, just getting started with uh, the recommendations um, uh, that the Clavio has in there, uh, you can literally create a welcome series from there. Um, but usually I would say um, you have to, you need to have a least three emails. Um, we generally say when uh, um, we try to have between uh, three and five, depending on the brand and depending also on the kind of content, how many products, if it's a multi-catalog, if it's not, um, if, it's, uh, if you have incentives or if you want to, uh, for example, talk about your mission. Right. But um, I would say um, the welcome series has some winning elements. So one, for example, could be um, mirror your first promise. Right. If in the pop up where you actually captured that subscriber, um, you promise a specific incentive or uh, whatever, whatever that is, it's a five dollars off, it's a 15 percent off, it's free shipping, or maybe it's just uh, I, I promise, uh, you know, this uh, lead magnet or uh, some kind of uh, resource that you're sharing. Then that's the first thing that you have to deliver in the very first email. Um, usually that's sent right away within minutes, within uh, either immediately or within 15 minutes um, of the uh, subscriber uh, hitting your uh, just subscribing. And then um, I would say don't just uh, be limited to a discount, add value in the first email and keep it short. Um, I see a lot of welcome emails uh, that are very, very long and they, they're confusing. They add a lot of content. People, you have to guide um, uh, the, the user into clicking exactly where you want them to go. Um, 
something uh, so shorter performs better than longer, especially for a, a welcome flow. You have more emails to deliver your message. You don't have to cramp everything into one. Um, make it time sensitive. If you have an incentive, usually uh, we deliver an incentive in the first two emails. The first one is where you, uh, you know, give your promise, right? You provide what you what you promise, and the second one is a follow up. So it it expires, right? And then on the third one, the fourth one, and the fifth one, uh, you actually uh, develop a content plan. You provide, for example, if you have a podcast, if you have any a blog post or any content, or maybe even a, a way to uh, direct the customer to shop. Um, um, for, you know, in, in your store. So give them a user experience and guide them. For example, you know, we have um, several beauty brands that we've worked uh, with uh, throughout the years. And usually in beauty, you have uh, so many products and people are, uh, they need to know what to use first, where to start. And so you uh, divide it in four steps, for example. So you have to give some kind of uh, um, indication and kind of orientation so they can start approach your business. Um, and obviously a uh, great visual impression. The one of the issues that many times we have at the beginning with clients is that uh, they don't have images, bright images. They expect the product to sell itself. And you know how important content is. So any form of content is really even way more important than on Facebook or any other platforms. Right, right. The welcome series ideally would end up in, uh, in a conversion, ideally, because you're giving them some sort of incentive that expires at the end of the welcome series, correct? Yes, and actually uh, the welcome series, so when you go through the most important flows, and I'll give you a, a hint. So it's uh, usually the welcome of flow, the abandoned cart, the post purchase, and the browse abandonment. Those are the four transactional uh, flows that you really need to have in place. Now, obviously, depending on the stage, uh, how big is the brand, how many subscribers you have, what, what kind of products you have, that will dictate, for example, if you roll out the browse abandonment first or you know, maybe splitting the post purchasing two, one for new customers and one for old customers. There's so much that you can do, but the welcome series is usually at least 35% of um, the, the flow revenue. Um, and it's really, really important. It does convert. Um, usually I would say, you know, I can give you benchmarks, um, but an open rate for a welcome series uh, across the board, across niches, obviously varies. It's about uh, 26%, click-through rate about 5%, and then a conversion rate about 3%. In reality, we've seen welcome flows that, that are as high as 65% open rate. Uh, and, that, mm -hmm. and, and here's a simple hack. Um, because deliverability is so important, you need to have, um, you need, absolutely need uh, for your customer, for your new subscriber, to actually open that first email. It's very important. Um, if you have more than two, three, four emails that the customer, that the subscriber doesn't open, your deliverability goes down. So it, it really impacts that. So what do you do to increase the open rate for your very first email? Mention your brand. People oftentimes, and you know that, how many times people click on something, subscribe, and then they forget. 
You mean in your subject line, mention the brand. Yes, yes, mention your brand, exactly, (laughs) yes. So um, mention your brand in the subject line, you have two uh, very important pieces of real estate in email, that is the subject line and the preview line. Um, That's what you need to use very carefully to increase open rates and, and, and click through rates later on. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned the preview line. I don't want to dwell on this, but it's interesting. I've been following this one brand a lot because we just rolled out email in our agency. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, we're Clavio partners and we've been digging in a lot, but I've been following this one large brand and their email sequence and their preview line. They've, they've left most of them on where you'll notice that the preview line is like, dynamic, it'll say dynamic email template in it or something. And I'm just like, ah, oh, somebody forgot oh. to cross to dot that I or cross that T. Uh, but but basically, if, if any of you are wondering, you'll always see it there in Clavier or wherever you're in, it's called preview text. And it shows up like when you get an email in Gmail and you see the subject mm-hmm. line and there's some text after it, that's the preview text. So I mean, it's just one of those other things that can make people click. So definitely give it some thought. Usually it'll just default to your first few lines, but obviously not. Exactly. Working. Usually. Exactly. That's yeah, what well, happens. Not, uh, not in, in this case for some reason. Yeah. So, so, Ouch. uh, okay. So, 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 so we've got the welcome series down. It's three to five emails. It leads people towards a sale. We're looking at like a 20% or a, a 26% open rate, 5% click, 3% convert benchmark. Take me to the abandoned cart series now. The abandoned cart series I like to keep it short and straight to the point. Uh, The abandoned cart is a uh, transactional email uh, flow um, and you want to have it uh, where uh, possibly you uh, use dynamic elements. So, and and Clavio has resources for that. Um, um, And uh, for example, naming in the um, subject line, the name of the product, you can populate it uh, dynamically. If you don't know how to do it, you can simply uh, stick to um, uh, the dynamic block and, uh, and have a button at the, at the bottom. Uh, you usually want to repeat um, the button, the, the call to action um, as soon as possible. And then, so in the first section and then by the end of the email, if you have it a little bit longer, just to give a, a, a more um, opportunity for people to click. Uh, but it's really uh, very simple and straight to the point. You want to um, remind uh, customers that you know they they uh, they were they added something to cart and technically it's a checkout. Clavio uh, um, triggers it uh, from the whoever initiated checkout, not necessarily just cart. Um, and uh, but I would say um, we have about two um, emails in that flow. And we tend to have, and this is something that we're testing recently, um, where we have a third email that it is uh, triggered maybe like seven days after or five days um, later. And uh, it's just about something completely different. Maybe um, if you, again, depending how much you develop your abandoned cart, you can make it generic for any, uh, all of your products, or you can make it, uh, for example, for categories. Um, You know how sometimes um, there's uh, many commerce brands that have uh, for uh, items for men and items for women you may want to use a different language uh, for both, or if you have completely different um, uh, products. So you may want to segment it by what category of products people actually, um, uh, uh, people actually uh, select. Now, 
in the second email, the second email is usually very similar to the first one in structure. You want to also add um, some items that people um, may be interested in. That's where the segmentation really helps. Uh, that's where really uh, you start seeing, okay, for the category of lamps, right? If somebody abandoned the card with adding a, a floor lamp, then uh, you suggest other floor lamps or something around those lines. Um, and it's very, very simple. Then the third email would be just a way to try to um, uh, connect to those uh, audiences, maybe adding some value and uh, explaining how ideas for uh, to uh, decorate a room and uh, how floor lamps can, or, or maybe something else. So just adding value rather than keeping it transactional. And it's something that usually it's a nice touch. People don't expect um, because it's, it's not an abandoned cart uh, uh, email anymore. It's more of a something that is triggered in, in, in the same flow, right? Um, it reaches the, that audience. Uh, now for the cart, uh, we usually, well, Clavio says that um, the benchmark here is 20% for open rate. Uh, 4, 5% for uh, click-through rate and 2.83% for conversion rate. Now, obviously that varies. Uh, and we have clients that actually get all the way to uh, 40%. Uh, so it, it really benchmarks are not, are more uh, for me, I use them as a way to say, you know, uh, I'm doing okay. This is the average. I can go up from here because really uh, it's, we usually deliver a lot higher than, than average. So, and it's not that complicated. So what, what was the conversion rate? What's the benchmark for the conversion rate there? For cart, uh, I believe it's 2.83%. Oh, really? Hmm. Mm -hmm. Cool. But um, that's it, what Clavio suggests, right? As sure. benchmark. But in reality, uh, you can, we got um, all the way up to 10, 17. Uh, it, it depends also how engaged is your um, is really your audience and your segments. And that's why you have to kind of make a, a, an analysis, right? Of uh, is your audience chronically unengaged? Are they responding? You look at those uh, important numbers, uh, bounce rate, uh, spam rate, unsubscribe rate. If you're in the danger zone, then you have to do something about it. And do you do any of this, um, your cart is about to expire scarcity stuff in the abandoned cart flows? Um, Depending, uh, we tend to, uh, not so much. Um, it's more about leveraging the interest um, that was uh, towards the, the specific item. Um, we have an offer, let's say, um, for VIP. If the value of the card, that's a kind of an, an added segmentation. If the, um, the value in the card is um, superior to a certain amount, um, usually a high AOV, uh, compared to what you usually get, uh, then we actually give an incentive because we want the VIP abandoned cart to, to actually convert. So we give a $5 off, a 10% off, uh, and, and it's just something that gets triggered once every two months. Uh, you, you can set those parameters in Clavio. Okay, great. Um, let's move on to the browse abandonment. This is a fun one that I think a lot of people don't know a lot about. Basically, if you have somebody's email already, which you might get on the homepage um, mm -hmm. through a through a welcome pop-up, Clavio then starts tracking you 
on the store, no matter what you do. So it knows if you view a product page. So the browse abandonment flow typically is someone who has browsed the product page, but then didn't buy. And I think it could be powerful. How do you like to leverage it? It is powerful. Uh, it's also borderline very annoying. So it's something, a, bro, a browser um, flow, it's something that you usually trigger, uh, depending on your volume, how many emails you send, how, many, how much traffic really you get. You may um, uh, trigger it once a month for each user. Uh, so let's say if somebody browsed the next day, they don't keep getting the same email unless you really have uh, the capability to create segmentations. And so kind of what I, uh, the example that I, that I made before about um, the, the lamp, the floor lamp. So let's say that you're uh, a, a furniture uh, company, uh, DTC, and you have multiple types of, uh, you know, the floor, the carpet, the, the, you know, the, um, the table, the dining section, then you can use segmentation. So every time, they receive a different email. But if for most stores, um, you, you don't have time, you don't have, uh, you know, it, it costs um, to pay the team and everything to develop all these different flows. So you usually create a very simple browse abandonment and then you develop it, develop it further from there. So it's usually about two emails, very simil similar to the card abandonment, but in this case, you use suggestions. You inspire the customer with trying to really leverage their intent, right? Uh, what, uh, what category did they browse? Um, you know, uh, did they browse uh, specific? Uh, can, can you suggest similar products? That's really what it is. And I usually tend to have a lot of fun with the browse uh, abandonment. It's uh, many people... Um, get in your flow, getting your um, email um, kind of uh, user experience through the browse abandonment, because maybe, um, uh, you know, or I think it's a, it's a very good way to introduce your brand in a very quick way, right? Um, including GIFs or GIFs. How do you say it? <laughs> GIF. Yes, okay. <laughs> so uh, we use a lot of gifts. Um, and we found, uh, at least with our own clients, uh, we found a 30% increase uh, in the vast majority of the times when we use gifts rather than pictures. Uh, as long as they're, you know, uh, appropriate, right? Sometimes you have fun. Uh, we had a cat filing his nails, uh, just, you know, waiting. Hey, were you just looking around? Um, and and we and the rest was content, uh, suggesting items, and really there, I think um, Clavio's uh, benchmark for that is about 30, 28, 30 percent open rate, um, 4.55 percent click through rate, and 1.3 conversion rate. In reality, we have examples of browse abandonment that went off the charts. Something is important to note, Matt, that um, you know how in Clavio, in the dashboard, you get that pie chart, right? Where you see the impact of your flows. Yeah. So you see that exactly. So um, it really the welcomes, it, it sometimes it's not that your, let's say, abandoned card is that bad or your welcome series is that bad that you have to improve it. It's just where are you uh, redirecting people from? How much traffic do you get? Where are people entering your flow from? 
So are they, you, do you have an a, a, a active lead generation campaign so that more people coming from the welcome flow? Uh, do you have, are you investing in uh, direct response marketing so that you have a lot of, you have many purchases, so you have purchase volume. And so a lot of people get in from the post purchase. Uh, or maybe uh, you're just, you know, you go for the quick buck and uh, uh, you capture that audience at the abandoned cart. So it's really not a symptom of how good or bad you're doing. It's more about your whole picture, right, uh, for, for an e-commerce store. Okay. Now the post-purchase, um, why is that one of your four most important transactional flows? Uh, the Oh, I love it. Uh, the post-purchase has about... 200% higher open rate, over 500% higher click-through rate, 90 or 80, 90% higher revenue per recipient uh, than an average email campaign. Um, and really, uh, here are the post-purchase. I don't like to cite benchmarks because it, it really varies. It really is it, just, we've seen everything across the board, anything from, um, you know, uh, 30% all the way to 75%. Uh, the key here is that because people purchase, and we're not talking about the updates, uh, let's say, let's talk about a Shopify, an example, a Shopify store. We're not talking about the updates about, you know, where they sent you the tracking number, or we're talking about the nurturing sequence that happens right after the purchase. And this is so important because people, uh, uh, you know, you buy something online, and you want to open that email. You want to know more about your order. And that's why mm. you open that email. So uh, there's, I would say, two types at the beginning of talking about the basics of uh, post-purchase. One is the bounce back, which is the quick money uh, and uh, where you actually make an offer um, right on the, within the same day or the same, the, after a few hours of their purchase to add something else to their order. And that's where you have urgency. That's where, that really depends on your logistics, right? Uh, if you can uh, add something to your order, uh, to their order, or if you, uh, sometimes it works even if you have to create an entire order, people order, and this is a moneymaker. So uh, at the same time, it's important to also have something else past the bounce back. Um, so continue, expand the post-purchase from, um, you know, having a third email. Uh, so the first email would be in this case, the bounce back. The second email would be a follow-up urgency. And then the third and fourth and potentially five emails, this can be as long as you want, can be educational. Um, so think about, um, I, I like to, I think, um, you know, what, what's important to note here is that an email is not a landing page and it needs to, the whole point of an email is that people need to click and go to the page to learn more and purchase there. So, but you have, um, it, it does have the same principles, the same elements of a landing page. And, and these are important for a post-purchase. Think about uh, likable authority. You want to, um, fill that gap, awkward gap that, that we have in e-commerce from the moment that the, the customer purchases from you and the moment they actually get their, their box. And, and it's something that sometimes I see horror stories in, in post-purchase uh, because you know they, the, the customer doesn't hear from the company for, 
for days or, uh, you know, or maybe it's just one email. Uh, thank you for your purchase. And that's it. And it's a loss opportunity. Um, you, you can add social proof. You can have an email where you literally just have screenshots of your, um, of, you know, reviews. And so the customer gets excited about the purchase. Um, you can have, you can use, uh, obviously scarcity and, and urgency for, uh, or, you know, upsell, uh, for the bounce back, but really continue to tell a story and provide value and educate the customers on way that they can use the product. So there's so much that you can do in a post purchase. And some people are going to say, why do that if it's not leading to another purchase? Because it does. <laughs> um, you sell usually in the first, in the bounce back. So in the first and second, uh, and then you educate, you create lifetime value. So uh, again, it's part of a bigger strategy. Um, you're not in it just for the quick buck right away, but we all know how important it is to acquire a good customer and keep that customer. Uh, email, it's all about um, increasing the lifetime uh, value of each customer. Um, I would say squeezing that lemon without, uh, you know, going too, uh, too far and actually providing value. Uh, you can build a community. This is something that very few brands at the early stage do. They focus just on transactional and, you know, for example, another part of a po post-purchase that technically it's a different flow in its own, it's a review, um, the, the review flow. Uh, you wait, uh, you know, seven days or as long as it, as it takes, right? Um, and you ask for a review. And uh, why not? Why won't you build your assets, you know, your assets for as an e-commerce company? It's not just revenue, in, in immediate revenue. It's value from your customers, the uh, testimonials, reviews, uh, because they are your advocates for future customers. Mm. So uh, let's talk a little bit about email design. Um, I think this might be where some e-commerce stores get, yeah, I don't know, like you see some people that have beautiful emails come into your in, imposter syndrome. That's what I was looking for. You see some emails come into your system and they're crazy designed out and all of these images um, and you see some that aren't necessarily. What do you need to do? Like how much do you need to invest in graphic design to actually make this work? At the beginning, not much. There's a, an important concept and I love this subject because um you know, we talked about deliverability and this directly applies to it. Um, if you use a lot of images and, and let's say that you're brand new to email marketing, you're just starting to have, you know, the first flows and you're setting up things and you're sending email campaigns, you have your segments set up. You can just send an email full of images without proving yourself first, without, because otherwise you'll get flagged. Let's say that somebody can load an image, right? They will not open it again. They will not click on it. Um, they that uh, maybe they they it will go to spam because of that. And so it having maybe a beautiful email, but it's with heavy images. It's detrimental to your deliverability. So what you want to do at the beginning, you want to kind of walk like um, get there, right? You want to first prove yourself. Uh, make sure that that your customers open your emails, and you can do it with. Uh, you know, a nice header image, 
under five, uh, you know, under 500 um, KB, you want to have a light email. So sometimes I'm a big advocate for using just the Clavio Builder and you can practice and actually start creating beautiful emails in that way. Now, something that again is uh, mimics a landing page is how do you structure an email? I said before, less is more for me. And um, I tend to have, uh, you know, let's say that we have a very simple design. Um, I tend to have the funnel version, right? So you have the image, text, and the button. It's kind of a, a, a an, um, you know, you have an arrow pointing exactly where you want people to click because that's what we want. Um, and then we have the grid. So you have, uh, for example, when you want to describe a new product, right? And you have one feature, another feature, and another feature. And it's all done with uh, the Clavio Builder. Now, uh, having an HTML or complex uh, uh, email, you know, you see urban outfitters sending uh, beautiful complex emails, but that's all HTML coding. So if you are a small uh, e-commerce store or even established, but you know, you're not at that level, don't, don't go for that, uh, you know, crazy design, you can achieve the same. And I'm, I'm a visual mind, I, I like beautiful emails. And I can show you uh, perhaps a few examples, um, kind of to um, if, if it's, you know, since we're on video. But um, yeah, I think that it's very important to keep images to uh, a minimum in terms of size and select exactly what images you have have the biggest impact. So if you have one image or two images, they better be amazing. Mm, okay, cool. Yeah, because I'll, I'll see some brands that have flows where they're completely comprised of images and, and they look beautiful, um, but the, the whole email is not necessarily HTML coded, but there's you know three images that are just stacked that make up a whole email. I think that's a very like, natural thing but there's a lot of graphic design that goes into that and i feel like it can be very easy to feel like you can't compete if you don't have a graphic designer that can design i mean you're you know we're off here telling people they need to have four or five transactional flows and they have to have it's four or five emails inside of these it's a lot of graphic design you know and it could be very expensive to do that so uh, it was just sort of important to get into that now what do, do you have any other flows or automations that you run that are beyond that initial store visit? Do you have nurture sequences that happen oh, yeah. or re-engagement, re yes. win-backs? Win what, what kind of other things do you have going on? Absolutely. We have um, upsell, cross-sell, uh, replenish, or back in stock. The back in stock is fantastic. If you are one of those stores uh, where you, know, uh, you can use it, uh, we saw 70, 85, I think, percent for one client uh, open rate. Just because they sign, they um, it's basically works with a code that you and Clavio uh, has support for this. You don't have to do anything. Um, it's a simple code that you install on the back end of your website, and then um, a button pops up: email me uh, or notify me when available. So people instead of add to cart, right? So people can actually click on that, and then you develop a uh, a back in stock email flow. Again, this is something. The way that we got high open rate for uh, that email in particular was um, having a dynamic, the dynamic name of the product that was back in stock in the subject line. And people say, oh, wow, 
it's back in stock. I, I, that's exactly, exactly what I was thinking. Now, when you say dynamic, you mean something that they had browsed before and you knew that they yes. browsed it? Yeah. Okay. Yes. It's, it's similar to the dynamic block, right? That sure. uh, populates the friendly based on each user's uh, experience. And that's exactly not difficult the product. to do. No. Uh, there's no. just, it's a very simple string that you put in the subject Exa You line. can literally Google um, Klaviyo uh, back in stock or Klaviyo dynamic uh, strings. Yeah. They have plenty of resources for that. Yeah, yeah, super easy. Um, what else? I mean, I think that one thing that I've seen some e-commerce brands do and some that I, that, that I haven't seen others do is they, they just simply have they they email me and put me into flows at different times other than the first time i visit the store because mostly with these transactional emails we've been talking about you know when you're actually abandoning your cart mm -hmm. buying something browse a i mean these are all related to that first store visit so what do you recommend as far as flows that go beyond that uh besides that the back in stock as well as um uh as well as one-off promo type emails and how often right. you, you see that be successful? So, well, there's a, a lot of different flows that we sure. can have in the customer life, uh, life cycle. But I think that, um, you know, uh, aside from the replenish that we said, uh, we know that some customers tend to not purchase again within a specific uh, amount of, of time. And so you remind them um, and it's a flow uh, that it's a replenish flow that we can set up easily. Um, you have your VIP, you have a birthday flow. Um, you have a loyalty. If you have a loyalty program, that's a very important. And that's something that I'm, I think it will be very important in 2021. Uh, building loyalty for your uh, customers rather than having, you know, a random 30% off or 15% off, just make them earn it. And it's, you add gamification to it and it's so powerful. Or, uh, you know, the win back, the win back uh, flow that, you know, it has a lower conversion rate, obviously, but it's so important because you don't want to suppress necessarily those uh, those uh, subscribers, their customers at some point they were. And so you want to try to get them back in. Um, but also another way of doing it, it's further segmentation and optimization of the actual uh, transactional flows that we talked about. So let's say that you have a uh, browse abandonment, uh, right? That, um, that it's just two emails long. And then you have a third and a fourth email that it's sent, you know, seven days later, 10 days later, a month later, uh, that it, it, it just kind of, it checks in with a customer. And obviously in our mind as a customer, that's not a browse abandonment, but it's just triggered from that. And so it kind of checks in and it, it, you set this up in a way that Klaviyo does your, um, does your checking in with follows up with your customers on, on an automated level. So you don't have to do it all the time. Of course, you have email campaigns and you, you send email campaigns and that's more about creating a content calendar a, a campaign calendar uh, based on seasonality, new products, uh, new products is, you know, you, you need to have a reason why you email your customers, right? Uh, just an email for its sake is, it's not fun. Hmm. Hmm. This is good. Is there anything that I'm forgetting about email strategy that we haven't touched on that's important? 
so much. <laughs> it's a it's a big uh, world. It's like saying, oh, let's talk about media buying. Well, uh, I could speak for hours, but I would say that um, there are possibly um, well, one important thing that we didn't touch on is the pop up. Sure. Because the pop up is what feeds the welcome flow. If the pop-up is not working, your welcome flow will not work either, right? Because you're not you're getting, for example, a low um, subscription rate, um, and so you want to have the elements of uh, of a pop-up in there. And you know, we have brands that we work um, sometimes with fair trade or uh, companies that really focus on mission, so they're not very uh, keen on using incentives and 15% here and free shipping there. You know, occasionally. So they want to leverage the mission, the value, and they, you can absolutely do that. But each pop-up needs to have those classic elements of urgency. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, even, you know, saying sign up to our newsletter to be the first one to get like that, that's not going to give you, uh, uh, you know, open uh, the subs a good subscription rate. And that's what I see in most cases. Um, I also want to touch quickly on a very common mistake uh, that can cost deliverability and just reputation for your brand. And it's something very simple. Um, people do not, when I audit um, new accounts, uh, they usually don't exclude people that have purchased already within a certain flow. It's a, such a common mistake and it's such a simple thing. Um, so you, let's say that you have people purchasing the first email of a flow, then you have to uh, boot out um, anybody that has already purchased, unless it's, you know, an educational flow and that obviously they, they will keep receiving it. Make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Laura, thank you so much. Where can we find out more about you? Well, um, remotelycollective.com. Um, this is my agency. Uh, we are Clavio partners, Facebook uh, marketing partners, and uh, that's what we do, e-commerce and crowdfunding. And uh, we're also uh, launching a, um, a four-week uh, bootcamp, uh, Clavio for the People. We're uh, right now collecting uh, entries. It's going to be something, you know, I call it Clavio for the People because sometimes they have all these uh, programs that are so technical and they really don't, uh, are not catered to hey, you're emailing real people. Like, let's get real, right? Uh, let's it just, I hate that fluff. And so I want to really, um, uh, I, I, I looked for a support system when I was learning email marketing. I couldn't find so much out there aside from, you know, brief courses. And so we're building a group where uh, we can have, uh, you know, uh, people ask us questions and, uh, and have a, a boot camp where we can go through the specifics of emails because trust me, there's so many questions that come up. So one session is never enough. So um, yeah, just uh, even if you Google Clavio for the people remotely collective, you'll find the application there. Great. Yeah, that's a great opportunity for people. I, I, I have noticed that the email marketing education opportunities out there are actually a little thinner than they probably should be. So I'm glad that you're, you're adding to it. Thank you so much, Laura. And thank you all for being here. I appreciate your time, your patience, your uh, attention, and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Matt. Bye.